Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the COB. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. What a week it's been. A bit of a wild ride. Uh, and it's got to be said, Annette. Sorry, it's Andrew. It's Annette. <laughs> Rounding out the week for you. Um, yeah, a bit of a disappointing end of the week, really, isn't it, as far as equity markets are concerned? It, it sure was. We were watching that uh the rally yesterday was like a hockey stick and given the lead we had from the US overnight with some blockbuster data and stock market performance, we thought we'd run with it today, but it seems like the market's just lost a bit of steam. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. You can only give the uh, the market so much of a decent backdrop, but no, everything seems to be a little bit uh, unchanged. Yeah, well, certainly uh, financial stocks, uh, they were down today. Uh, energy stocks in particular falling, I guess, led by Origin Energy. It's cut its fiscal uh, 2020 energy earnings guidance to under $1 billion. Uh, Obviously, uh, you've had volatile prices over the past uh, year or so. So, um, yeah, investors not liking what they're hearing from Origin. And it seems like, um, well, the bigger movers uh, of today are very much, as you're saying, company-specific news, whether it's Origin or or Whitehaven, uh, Monadelphius. So it does seem to be a a stock-by-stock chit-chat today in terms of the um, the bigger bigger movers on both sides of the ledgers. Yeah, gold is another sector. That's had a bit of a wild ride this week as well. Uh, It was sold off yesterday, back up again today so clearly investors seeing a lot of opportunity in that space right now which is rather ironic that given all this week was about bitcoin reaching fresh record highs and an eye-watering valuation of coinbase uh and yet the old-fashioned old economy gold is uh finishing the week on a high so it's uh does show that the market had something for everyone this week yeah it's interesting because we spoke to uh chris conway uh from marcus today uh, just before the, the market opened this morning. And, well, he was certainly bullish. He said, you know, obviously a bullish lead from Wall Street overnight, given what we saw from those figures. And uh, he said, you know, especially when it means a fourth consecutive week of gains uh, for the uh, local market. But uh, then within we had that dip. Uh, nonetheless, you know, Chris overall is still uh, pretty optimistic as far as uh, equity markets are concerned. And, he gave us his uh, his buy, hold, and sell. Interesting is his buy bet makers. Now th- this isn't a company that actually is involved in gambling. It sets up the platform 
for uh, for gamblers um, and for those gambling companies. So uh, interesting one to look at as far as uh, Chris Conway is concerned. Um, another uh, set of stocks we're looking at today was in the nickel area. Uh, we mentioned gold, still opportunities there. The nickel spot price making a recovery because it plummeted. Uh, from 19,000 to 16,000 in February. That was over issues, uh, well, the Chinese essentially said they'd managed to convert nickel pig iron into uh, nickel for battery production, but still a lot of question marks uh, regarding that. So we we spoke to Stuart Roberts, co-founder of Stocks Down Under, and uh, he's really liking the nickel sector here at the moment. Yeah, I mean... Stuart's always a fun one to have into the studio. We we sometimes go around the grounds and then we sort of get to the point. And what he was saying was that uh, outside of that big move in the price and, and the Chinese decision to, uh, to recalibrate how you get nickel, the bottom line is he said there's a structural deficit in this industry uh, for at least another couple of years. So he thinks... Uh, Australia and particularly, of course, WA, the state full of holes as they try to figure out what's in the ground. Uh, And he gave us a whole heap of ideas of nickel producers because he thinks they need to step up. And one stat that I thought was interesting is the the gap in time between getting the array and finding nickel and getting it into production is like a minimum five years. So it's sort of like you've got to get cracking if you want to try and fulfill this deficit. Yeah, so he certainly he mentioned IGO. That's one stock he really likes at the moment. Uh, Western areas. I mean, there are quite a few uh, nickel producers, obviously in Australia. A couple of pure plays there as well. And then we also spoke to Dusk Group. In fact, that was our stock of the day. But um, yeah, we heard from Peter King, the the chief executive. This is all the company that does those aromas. You know, be it perfume or you know those smells you want in the home. Oh, as in factory produced ones. Well, yeah, but they're, they're perfume, so no, I don't think that's a bit a little harsh to say they're factory produced. Well, but you're not squeezing flowers, are you? I mean, let's <laughs> let's let's face it; it's it's laboratory cooked perfumes and fragrances, which is a huge business because actually fragrance isn't just about perfume; it's also in foods, which is not yeah, what today, which, which isn't what today's topic was about. Well, no, but um, so dusk. Uh, giving their quarterly update. Impressively, uh, everything's up. Certainly, you have sales surging some 50% in that quarter. Um, and uh, Peter King, the chief executive there, saying that they're looking at expanding their physical store presence, which I guess makes sense because you're dealing with fragrances. So it's a bit hard to do that online, isn't it? It, yes, there, there is a bit of a scratch and sniff element, <laughs> well, element to that. that. They haven't quite perfected that technology yet. <laughs> we, we're getting there. I remember all the kids' books used to have scratch and sniff in them. But I guess if you're at home with, you know, you're stuck at home with the kids and the dog and a smelly husband, maybe uh, all those people at home needed some extra fragrance uh, as well to help uh, lighten up the house. Well, he, he runs a, a lean operation, he says, because his line is uh, – Thick carpets means thin profits. No, oh. <laughs> <So, laughs> that's catchy. <laughs> indeed. Uh, well, look, as I said, it's stock of the day. So we had uh, Claude Walker from Rich Life and uh, Rudy uh, Philippic Van Dyke from FN Arena. Take a good look at Dusk Group. Let's see what they had to say. I actually think Dusk is one of my favourite retailers right now. And it would so happen before I knew this was the stock of the day, I actually did buy some shares in Dusk this morning oh, after, this, right. after this guidance update was given. Right. And now, as you can see, since they've IPO'd, they've been on a strong run. And this is the second time I've owned shares in them because they basically just seemed 
they seem cheap based on the results. So don't put this down as a, a Claude Walker high conviction one. This is one I just think is a bit undervalued. Okay. I mean, big tick, these guys come out and they're doing, doing really well. Yeah. That's big tick to start off with, but it doesn't tell you anything about what, what's going to happen in three, four years time from yeah. now. Yeah, it's, it's probably uh, not, not too bad an idea to, to go on board when they're doing really, really well. Yeah. But keep in mind what, what Claude says as well. Don't marry them, right? Yeah. At, at the time being, just, just yeah. start with, with nibbling and, uh, and see what happens. So would you be nibbling at this at the moment? Well, um, I have to say no, because otherwise it's going into portfolio. Yes. Um, and so it's a hold with a, with a close eye on things. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's Claude and Rudy. Claude... He's buying it. Rudy sitting on the sidelines, essentially just watching to see where it goes at the moment. So uh, Rudy's not convinced fence. yet. No, okay. not, not, con- not convinced right <laughs> just now. So, so not in the portfolio. No, not yet. Okay. Okay, so Annette, uh, your bag, economics. Look, we had those really strong figures out of the US last night. Uh, retail sales blowing everyone out of the water, those yep. jobs figures. Yeah, just just for once when you wait for something with breathless anticipation, it actually delivered. Uh, As we did hint this time yesterday, the market was looking for retail sales at five and a half and we did flag the upside. And yes, nearly 10% month on month as some of those stimulus checks made their way into the stores. What I thought was probably more interesting and probably less interesting from a market perspective was those initial jobless claims. They've been a little bit sticky around the seven hundred thousand mark and overnight they absolutely plummeted to about 550 which is a sign of a very healthy labor market and why I mention it is it's not that long ago that uh, the US economy added a million jobs so we could be setting up for another one of those. All right and a good read too from China just as far as economic growth is concerned. Yeah we did Chinese GDP I mean literally disappointed consensus but let's let's face it I mean nearly 20% growth year on year is nothing to be sneezed at. The quarter was meant to be just over 1% and it was just under 1% but the as everybody we've spoke to we did a, a big the pitch the big picture chat on China the bottom line is China's still one of the few countries growing very well post pandemic and uh, and today's data certainly qualified the fact that they're on track for at least 8% growth this year any other country would love to have an 8% growth outlook <laughs> absolutely dream on uh, all right, so that data, uh, particularly out of the States, uh, really supporting uh, equity markets, as we saw on Wall Street uh, overnight. Uh, so, uh, and interestingly, you know, bond yields, in fact, came off a little. So we talk about the Goldilocks zone. We had it certainly right there, didn't we? We sure did. I mean, you can't get better than strong actual activity and strong expectations and we actually had, uh, what was the other? The labour market's looking good. China's looking good. US, Aussie data this week has been yep. spectacular. And yet the bond market remains unmoved. So, of course, that gave a great tailwind to tech stocks. So, that's what we mean by Goldilocks. Growth without a bond market blow up is actually the perfect recipe for stock markets. All right. And, of course, we had really strong corporate results already out of the state. So, more to look forward to next week. And on the data docket, Annette? Oh, she's pretty slim, to yeah. be honest. Uh, both Aussie and US data is a handful of weekly readings, but certainly nothing earth-shattering after a big week this week. All right, well, let's see if we can push higher uh, equity-wise next week. Who knows? Um, we could be testing those all-time levels at some point. 
in give, the near future. Well, give, well, as long as bond yields behave, we could see maybe Bitcoin at 70,000. You heard oh, it goodness. here first. <laughs> and, and you're talking US dollars, not Aussie. Oh, of course, US dollars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Annette, have a terrific weekend. And uh, yourself, Andrew, it's been a big week. It's been absolutely enjoyable and we'll do it all again next week. Yep, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.